Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility to keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the fall sports season. You can get tips and watch videos on arcathletics.com. And so I'm so excited to have with us today, uh, Chris Hogan. Chris, I, I watch you on Fox Business with Maria Bartiromo, my friend Cheryl Cassoni. Uh, you just have so much great great advice, just common sense advice about handling money. And I'm not even sure where to start. Let's start with your book. So you've got a new book, Retire Inspired. And um, tell me a little bit about that. What's your goal with this book? Well, it's a pleasure to be with you first and foremost. But the goal of the book was essentially to be able to coach people kind of right where they are. Uh, I was uh, started off as a financial coach, so I would sit kneecap to kneecap with people, helping them with their budget, helping them understand debt, and talking about investing. And I realized so many people were thinking that Social Security was going to save the day. And I was just, I was scared for people because I'm realizing, wait a minute, you're trying to put your financial future in the hands of social security. You know, it's not going to be enough. And so as I started to dig into it, I realized that the average payouts around, around 13,000, 13 to 14,000 a year. And you start to run the numbers on that. Now I know it's based on what you pay into it, but so many people had this false belief that there was going to be enough there to take care of them. And so I really wanted to help people wake up and start to understand this retirement thing. It's a bigger deal than you're giving at attention. So we have to change some things. Yeah. Well, there was just a study out by Nationwide just recently that 28% of people are shocked Hmm. by how much retirement costs. They found retirement was not relaxing at all. It was disappointing. They were pinching pennies all the time. And so I think a lot of people, especially we're living longer. So that's going to be a big issue. That's exactly right. Well, most of the time we will spend what a month or two planning a one week vacation. But you start to look at it, we don't give our retirement any kind of attention. And that could be 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more. And so it's really a matter of looking at it and understanding really what's at stake. The study talking about people that were unhappy or disappointed, I guarantee you, Jane, they brought one thing into retirement with them that they shouldn't have brought. And that thing was debt. Because you realize it's a thief. It just takes. Absolutely. right. And so even if your income stops coming in, it still requires a payment. Yeah. So, so how does somebody do this? So let's say your 20s, 30s, even 40s, uh, you've got children, you're trying to give them a good education, a good life, you're trying to live in a decent neighborhood, put a down payment on a house. I mean, just living in America costs so much anymore, especially if you're in an expensive place like New York, we're recording in New York today, but it's expensive in a lot of places. And how do you do that? 
and set yourself up for retirement. Yeah. Well, I think you said the key word. You got to set yourself up. And so while there might be a lot of things going on in the world, what we have to do is start to make conscious financial decisions, understanding if we're wanting to buy a home, that there's a better time to buy one, not just doing it because your neighbors are doing it or because your friends think you should. I think we have to be grown up enough to tell a want that it needs to wait until we can afford it. And so I think in your 20s, I want you to start to understand debt is a threat. So I want you to get intentional and attack debt, smallest to biggest. Now, it's not about interest rate. It's about momentum. Okay. And so, so just having that goal, paying it off. Absolutely. And then, just it. start with the little one. And when you attack it, something changes inside of you. You start to see, wait a minute, if I pay that off, now this money stays with me instead of going off and making other people more wealthy. Yeah. That was my wake up call. Okay. I needed to stop helping other people build wealth. I needed to start to build my own. And so getting yourself out of debt in your 20s is the perfect setup. Once you're out of debt, build an emergency fund. I want you to have three to six months of expenses set aside so when life happens, you've got money there. Then you can start to invest in your 401k or, or whatever else you have out there that, that you can utilize, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mm-hmm. and so on. Well, you know, it's funny because when I was in my 20s and in 30s, I had children later. Um, I was really great. I mean, I had 401k plans. I had money saved. You know, my parent, my dad was a farmer, so I was okay. very conservative with money, instilled all that in me. Somehow I ended up in New York. <laughs> I had these two kids. And they want everything. Mm. And um, sometimes I'll get them things. Sometimes I don't. I'm trying to teach them lessons. But there's this whole like kind of education and this lifestyle in New York. They go to public school, um, a good public school. But, you know, there's summer camps and there's martial arts classes. And um, and then I've fallen behind. So even though I have a little nest egg built right. up from, you know, the past 20 years, I haven't like put anything in it in the past four or five years. Right. And that's a shame because the market's gone crazy. Well, and it's one of those things where as parents out there, we always want better for our kids than what we had. And I think if we step back and really give ourselves a reality check and we see all the things that are out there, when you and I were growing up, we spending time as a family, playing games, right? I mean, you might go visit family or do some things, but there weren't all these things going on all the time. And I think parents out there got have themselves stressed out frustrated and irritated if they can't let their kid do everything that they want to do. And I think what we're doing is we could sometimes set our kids up for failure, meaning that let's pick some things, you know, don't, don't make yourself feel guilty. And I want to teach your listeners out there a full sentence. If you're talking to kids and they're wanting a lot of stuff, you tell them, no, I mean, that's a full sentence right there. <laughs> I love and, it. And, and I, why? Because I've seen single parents <laughs> mm-hmm. stressing themselves out, working extra jobs so the kid can do another activity that the kid doesn't even love, right? So let's just have some priorities, be able to do that. Make sure that, you know, if you're a single parent out there, you're taking care of yourself and doing something for you. But let's pick and choose. Kids are naturally going to want. Our job as parents is to set those boundaries. Right. And, and take them outside. That's one thing I always try to do. I mean, it's really, even in New York, yeah. you, you can go out in even December on a nice day up until, you know, March. Yeah. So there's a lot of outdoor time and they really kind of use their creative juices when they're outside. They really do. With yeah. my boys, I have three sons, uh, 13, uh, 12 and 10. I can tell you, if you ask them what they want to do the most outside of play with friends, they want our attention. They want to sit and talk or go do things together outside. They love that idea. And so I think sometimes as parents, we can get caught up in doing things when let's just spend time with them, you know, understand, talk with them a little bit, have that dialogue and just watch and see what happens. They'll start to flourish. So we have kids about the same age. So, I mean, what you said, no, are there any kind of, 
I don't know, rules that you follow? What about like the holidays? We're yeah. coming up on Christmas here soon. I mean, what are some rules that you follow in terms of gifts and right. just doing all that? Well, I don't want you to think I'm a Scrooge. I actually <laughs> do things and get things for my kids. But it's one of those, I know I'm not going to be able to get everything that they want. So for the holidays coming up, what I do is have them make a list of their top eight things that they're interested in. Now, that doesn't mean we're getting all eight because we never do. But what, what we'll do is sit down and look at it and we might pick a few items. But I'll use that list not only for the holidays, but also for birthdays. And so it kind of keeps them guessing a little bit. Uh, but we also have another tradition. For Christmas that comes up, they have to pick one gift that's wrapped to donate. Okay, and so it used to be, obviously, they start with the small ones, but the boys have actually in their maturity and understanding kids don't have some kids don't have anything. Right. They're starting to see it. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that we do. Yeah, that's nice to so incorporate some kind of charitable yes, giving during yes. all of that. So uh, financial literacy is just in a sad state in the United States right now. Where do you come down on teaching finance in schools? I think it's very important. Uh, I, I think if you look at it, money is one of those lifelong skills, uh, kind of like love. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Mm -hmm. Nothing stays the same. And so we actually have a, a foundations and personal finance curriculum that we teach in middle schools and high schools because kids don't know. And if they don't aren't aware, they go on to college campuses, sign on for five credit cards that they end up paying on for the next 15 years. That's right. So I think if we can help young people understand budgeting, the threat of debt, and the importance of saving, we can set them up to have a better quality of life later. Absolutely. Why do we not do that in schools? I don't know. You know what? I actually had an economics class where we had to learn how to balance a checkbook, write a check, but we also sewed buttons on shirts. Huh. Now, it was one of those things, looking back on it, that to me, were, those were skills that moving forward, I really appreciate. And so I think if we can look at this and really understand, money is one of those things, if you get it wrong, you can pay the penalty for 15 or 20 for years. For the rest of your life. That's exactly really? right. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we help young people and not so young people understand money is something that can be managed. Yeah, I think, and, and not all adults know, so they no. don't know how to teach their kids. So they could incorporate that into a math class or something or economics. Yes. Be. Well, and I think it's very important. You say that about some adults don't know. Don't ever be too old to learn. Uh, don't allow yourself to not grow. If you have questions on that, find someone that has the heart of a teacher, ask them. Find books out there, but don't allow yourself to still stay in the dark. Uh, gain that knowledge so you can gain progress. Yeah, there's really a lot of resources online about helping kids. There really and is. And even some banks kind of encourage it. Although mm -hmm. uh, my kids have savings accounts and they took a whole big bag of change <laughs> into the bank yes. and they were making us put it in all the little sleeves, mm -hmm. and which took like an hour. And I actually complained about it. I was like, I'm trying to teach my kids how to save right. and be comfortable in a bank and you're making us do all this work. Oh. And they, they, like the manager actually came and was helping us put all these in a sleeve. Well, like really I think he felt bad, but yeah. I think the banks could be a little more kid friendly. Well, I think they could too. And I, our boys, they all each have a savings account. And so they bring money up. We take it up once every other month to make a deposit and they get their bank statement. It's in my name and their name, but it comes in. They get excited to see their money growing. And so what I wanted to do was instill that principle in them that sometimes you have to put it away and let it grow for you. And so I think that's a great thing. Another tip for parents out there is teach your kids to do three things. Give, save, and spend. 
And so get three envelopes, have them put their allowance in there, right? Which we call it commission. We don't just give bonus money in our home. They, kids, they work for it. Oh, they work. Uh -huh. Yes, they work. And if they do the work, they get paid. If they don't do the work, they get mm -hmm. to do the work and then not get paid. So you have like chores at home, like a, like a list of things. Yeah. If you clean your room and you do then they get a monthly or yes. a weekly. Okay. Yeah. So their, their commission is based off, they've got set things to do. And then there are other things to do to earn extra money. For example, the sweeping or the outside stuff, things of that nature. And so I want to encourage them to understand the responsibility of doing the things that are necessary. Money comes from work, not from mom and dad. And so helping them with that, but then also kind of helping that entrepreneurial spirit. If they can do extra, then they earn more. And so I think it's a good quality to teach them. Awesome. It's not like we're very similar in terms of our parenting yes. and what we're doing with money. Because I know some people don't pay for chores. They don't. They think it's what the kids should do right. as being in a family. So. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think they're needs to be an opportunity for the young person to be able to earn some extra money. Yeah, I yes. think so too. And my kids play the, this Roblox video game and they make you buy stuff like to decorate, oh. you know, whatever. And she'll come to me with a dollar and she'll be like, I'm buying my my next whatever to decorate her room in the Roblox. So she doesn't even ask me to pay for it anymore. See, that's great. And I love that they're using cash. I think in our society today, we've become so cashless oh, yeah. that I think people are unaware of actually spending. Like now you can tap things or swipe things and money is leaving your account, but you're not feeling it. Yeah. But when you take cash out of your pocket and you pull off a 20 There's and they give you back There's a little pain involved there, right? There is pain. But I think that's something to help people really, if you want to gain control of money, use cash in that area that you may struggle if yeah. it's shopping or groceries uh, when you go to cash it changes the game interesting but that's not where society's headed not at all I mean my, I think coins and dollar bills are going to be gone I mean we've got Bitcoin and I, I mean I, it's crazy yeah you know but I think it's one of those it helps people manage it more because when the envelope is empty then you know there's no more eating out until we get paid again. And so it's that reminder where you don't have that if you don't balance your your banking account. Yeah, that's all good. Now, you have a podcast too, right? I do. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's called Retire Inspired. Uh, essentially, what I'm doing is I'm helping people with life. Uh, we talk about retirement and we talk about dreams because that to me is what retirement means. It means I'm going to do the things I want to do when right. I want to do them. And so I'm chasing down my dreams. So we, we do uh, callers on there. We take questions. Uh, people email questions. I do uh, halftime speeches. You'll love this. So people will write to me and they'll say, Chris, I need a kick in the pants. I need you to put on your coach hat and kind of get me motivated again. And so they send in what they want me to say. And in my coaching voice, I deliver it. And we have so much fun <laughs> on there. So it's a great awesome. opportunity just for people to plug in, to learn more about retirement or to gain more progress. Yeah, great. Okay, so thank you so much, Chris. Author of Retire Inspired. It's a great book. I've only got through a little bit of it, but I am going to read it and keep it. Will you sign me a Oh, copy uh, absolutely. For me? And I'll send you some more copies. And maybe you can give some away. Oh, that'd be great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And yes, thank you for joining us, Chris, and sharing your thoughts. So much common sense. So it's wonderful. Thank you. And thank you as well for joining us today. Thank you as well to uh, producer Finnell for being with us today here in Times Square. And uh, thank you for joining us as well. We love to hear your comments, your suggestions. Keep them coming. We're under all the socials, under Kids Kaching. And a big thanks to our sponsor, ARC Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility. So to keep your young athletes healthy, you can go to arcathletics.com. And that's all for now. We'll catch you next time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.